It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. Thanks for making us your first listen here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts. And, well, James, Joe Burrow, according to Duke Tobin, according to some rumors at the Combine, has made the Bengals a pretty attractive free agency spot. We heard Rob Gronkowski say that, You know, he would like to play with Joe Burrow. He's in the Super Bowl at the time. It's Joe Burrow. I watched him in college. I love the way he presents himself on the football field in the pocket. I love his swag, too. That was Rob Gronkowski. But according to Doug Kayed at the Combine for PFF, unprompted, an agent for a prominent free agent tight end told Pro Football Focus how badly he wanted his client to sign with the Bengals and play with Joe Burrow. Unprompted, prominent tight end agent. So not Rob Gronkowski, because that's also listed as an example in the article, but could it be Mike Gusecki, Dalton Schultz, David Njoku, Zach Ertz? There, there's some tight ends in this in this free agency group, and we've talked about that. Yeah, it's uh, one, I agree with the agent. Whoever the hell the agent is, it, to me, Joe Burrow loves throwing to the tight end. His first touchdown pass in the NFL went to C.J. Uzama. Uzama had a career year this past year. And I think C.J.'s a good player. But if I look at that and I'm these bigger-name tight ends that have some skins on the wall, they're thinking about making a Pro Bowl or who have been to a Pro Bowl, it's like, oh, man, that's a good situation over there in Cincinnati with Joe Burrow. So uh, it doesn't shock me at all that uh, there are probably multiple, right? You know, if, if it is Gronk and then someone else, and who knows how many tight ends that agent represents either. That's the other part of it. Maybe it's multiple free agent tight ends. But um, yeah, the, the Bengals are attractive because of that, especially if you're a guy. Let's use David Njoku, for example, someone that I covered for a little bit and uh, was labeled a bust once upon a time with the Browns. Took some time, but over the past year and a half, two years, he's showed flashes. But there's been a, a lot of questions in that quarterback room. So if you're in Joku, maybe you want to play for a guy or with a guy like Joe Burrow in, in the Bengals offense. So uh, it does not shock me to hear that. And I think it's just the, uh, the latest example of the Joe Burrow effect and it being very real. And I, I know last off season uh, when they signed Mike Hilton and signed Cheeto Bay Awuzie and all of these guys, it was like, Joe Burrow, they all mentioned him and even dating back to DJ reader before they drafted yeah. Burrow, you know, so he's, uh, he's certainly impacting who they're able to bring in. And now that they've made a super bowl run, any of those tight ends should want to come to Cincinnati. Yeah. And just staying on the tight end topic for a second here, the fact that the Bengals are a destination 
is, is great for every position, but staying on the tight end position for a second, we know the Bengals need at least one, if not two tight ends. Drew Sample might stay on the team, probably going to stay on the team. He's still on his rookie deal. There's no reason to, to think that the Bengals are going to cut bait there, but it's either Uzama or another guy who needs to be the primary pass catching tight end. And then, and then some depth, right? So the thing that I like about this tight end group is that tight ends generally take some time in the NFL. We've talked about this in the past on this show when, when evaluating tight ends in the draft, for example, a lot of times tight ends don't hit the ground running. And you can see this with guys like David and Joku with the other guys that are at the top of this free agency class, like Mike Gusecki, like Dalton Schultz, where there was a, a growth period where the, it took them time to come into their own. And Dalton Schultz is, is like a guy that kind of came out of nowhere. Right. And all these guys between 25 and a half, 26 and a half years old coming into their prime and Joku, a, an athletic freak. Right. So for that group of guys, the second contract for tight ends is where we saw CJ Uzama take a leap is where these guys who've already had some success in the NFL could take another leap. And so that's why some of those deals, even if you have to pay a little bit more are attractive gambles to me because you might get a breakout player. And Njoku I think is like the prime example of a guy who has all these athletic tools who finally put together a, a good season on a relatively full snap count. 670 snaps, not full, full uh, by comparison. Zach Ertz played 900 snaps, but relatively full snap count and doing it in all phases. And Mm -hmm. so when you look at some of those guys, I think that's really interesting. And if the Bengals are attracting that caliber of guy and also Rob Gronkowski for that playoff push, right? That, that, that uh, load management kind of signing and Rob Gronkowski, who will be 33 next year. If, if that happens, that could be a lot of fun for this offense. Yeah, for sure. And Ertz too, right? I mean, yeah, it's, it's wild because, you know, if, if you can get like a Gronk or an Ertz, guys who have made money, they may be willing to take a team friendlier deal versus Njoku, who I, I know there were reports earlier, I think it was earlier this week that the Browns are willing to pay up to 10 million plus. The Bengals aren't swimming yeah. in those waters. It's just not happening. Uh, I don't think, you know, maybe something unforeseen happens. You never say never, but I'm pretty close to saying never. So that that's the, the unique part about this is how flooded is the market. We we assume based on, uh, you know, what happened with, um, uh, what's the guy in Carolina? Ian, was it Ian? Um, uh, all I know is tight ends are getting paid Ian Thomas. a lot of it's money. I- yeah, it's Ian Thomas. Yeah, he signed a deal that you know it was like, like sixteen million or seventeen million dollars. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was something higher than anyone expected him to get. I think it was five point five on average, but he had like a hundred and something yards last year. And so that's the part you look at uh, CJ Uzama and it's like, oh, is he really going to command that much? And and I I wonder because I think there's going to be a good tight end or two that makes it into that second wave third wave and maybe that is Gronk not that Gronk isn't going to have suitors but if Gronk is sitting there a week after free agency opens and he's just looking for the perfect situation which is really what it comes down to Burrow might be that deciding factor and uh, Duke Tobin talked about that earlier this week at the combine about the Bengals finally being a destination a destination that Really, they haven't been in free agency in quite some time. It's uh, that uh, people respect you 
and believe in what you're doing. And, and whether the money works out, that's the big thing in, in the NFL uh, when you're talking to players and their representatives. The money has to work out. But um, all things equal, if they're choosing us because they uh, believe that we're a uh, contending team, which we believe, and uh, that they believe in the culture that Zach has set, then then that's even better. Then that gives you a little better chance. The question is on Joe Burrow and how he helps become a destiny. I mean, I want to stay there. I mean, <laughs> I, I think uh, the people that cover him, you guys that cover him, you know, you, you don't want to trade him out uh, to cover somebody else. And, uh, you know, he's he's the real deal. And, uh, and uh, our job, like I said, when we drafted him, is to support him in the best way you can. You know, uh, this this league is about quarterbacks, and when you have one, you got to support them the best way you can. And uh, we think we've done a good job of putting pieces around them, and we're going to continue to try to do that. But we've got to stay focused on the defense and and you know the the other areas of the team as well. So, but uh, yeah, having Joe, uh, I, th- I think players really respect Joe. How about that, like, bucket of cold water at the end? Like, yeah, we got to do everything we can to support him. But we also have to focus on the defense. It's just Duke Tobin's never going to give you anything, mm-hmm. you know? He's, he's like, yeah, we, we got to do the best we can to support him. And we've got pieces around him. We're going to continue to do that, which is like, okay, yeah, they're going to go sign some offensive linemen. Sure. They're going to acquire some guys that, that'll help. And then, oh, but we can't forget about the defense either. Duke Tobin's such a, such a funny interview, man. Just never gives anything up. I, and I think he felt it trending that way. And he's like, yeah. nope, not, not going, not going to give you that because I'm going to mention the defense. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty fun. And, and we've seen this happen already. Trey Hendrickson, DJ reader, Mike Hilton coming from Pittsburgh, Chidove Awuzie, as you mentioned, I mean, even Trey Waynes, I know they paid him a lot, but they, they've signed these guys the last couple of years and, they have a lot of money to spend and a lot of it's going to be on their own guys, but I'm excited for free agency Jameson to put together this off season plan that we're going to do soon because it, it seems like they're poised again to make some significant additions. And hopefully they're ones that we're really excited about in a couple of weeks here coming up next, a lot of clips. We talked about Brian Callahan and Lou Anarumo's comments a little bit yesterday. We've got those clips for you now so you can hear straight from the coaches and We'll make sure we give you some analysis there as well coming up next. Football might be over, but basketball is full steam ahead. And whether you want to wager on the NBA or it is March, which is officially college hoop season, you need to get to betonline.net. Your one-stop shop for all things betting. And they have the latest odds, player props, trends, and so much more in one spot. It's convenient. It's easy to use. I've used them and you should too. You can sign up right now on your mobile desktop or on your desktop, your mobile phone, your PC, your laptop. It doesn't matter. You just go to betonline.net and it's not just basketball. They got hockey, boxing, UFC, and so much more in one spot. So head to the website today, betonline.net, sign up and check out all of the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
All right, let's dive in to some of these clips and let's start with Joe Burrow, Jake, because uh, obviously we talked about it a little bit on, on yesterday's show, the idea of Burrow, what's the next step for him? And Paul Daner Jr. Uh, asked Brian Callahan that, and I, I thought this was good. I was able to put a couple of the clips together. You're not going to hear every question, but here's Brian Callahan on how Joe Burrow can grow, what the next step in his development is. Evaluating, you're always learning, you're always trying to get better, and I think Joe's no different. I'm sure he'll, he'll mess around with throwing motions again like he does every year. A lot of quarterbacks do that. They're like golfers in that sense. How do they find that 1% difference that can make you better? Um, but, you know, the, the, the next step for Joe is to, to really take total command of the whole thing, and, and I think that he's well on his way to doing that. He did it this year, and, and ideally it's, you know, he gets all excited when he, he had that little stretch where he called those plays, you know, when he passed <laughs> that one out. But that's that's what you want. You want your quarterback to be able to be an extension of, of the staff and be able to go out there and call the plays and feel great about what he's doing. Um, and that, that's not that he's going to call every play or anything like that, but that's part of the process. And I think that he's excited about that, having that kind of ownership and that kind of ability. Um, we'll just keep trying to build and grow from there. But I think that the consistency over over time is what you're really looking for. And I think he's, he's up to that challenge for sure. To say what well, how that'll look, here in a training camp, I can't say that yet, but I do think that there's a, there's an element of, of having him have more command and, and, and put him in those spots, make him make make those make him uncomfortable in a sense. Like how do you how do you get a guy that's really hard to make uncomfortable? How do you make him uncomfortable in practice to see where you can get more growth from him? And that's certainly one way you can do it. Um, but yeah, you want you want to challenge him. He needs he wants to be challenged. All great players want to be challenged. They want to have uh, things that they can get excited about and look forward to. And that's that's one of the things that you try to do is every year find something that they can be excited about and really sink their teeth into and find a way to take ownership of something like that whatever it may be for joe part of that's going to be hey look maybe you just you call this two minute drive it's yours um, and just get his get his brain activated and thinking about those things so that's going to be for sure going to be part of the process for him this, this offseason yeah that's some of the stuff we talked about yesterday for sure but it, it is always interesting to me to hear it directly from coach Callahan in that setting. And, and he's, he's always excited for it too. Right. And, and so that's with those guys all on the same page, which he talked about and, and the extension of Joe Burrow for the coaching staff on the field, those guys being Brian Callahan, Zach Taylor, Dan pitcher and Joe Burrow. I think that that's encouraging, hopefully for the, for the evolution of the offense, you know, and, and shows that, to me, there's just some understanding there of, about motivating Joe Burrow, keeping him engaged. Not that he needs a lot of this, you know, but in terms of recognizing what kind of player he is and how he needs to be coached, I think that that's a good sign for your coaching staff. For sure. No doubt. And that, that's the that's the thing that I never really doubted, right, about the these guys. I questioned Zach Taylor a lot, but I thought they handled – in I handled Joe Burrow well in the, in a sense that they didn't pacify him at all. And Baker Mayfield has had a pacifier in his mouth for, it seems like since Kevin Stefanski got there and that's just not the way to go about it because you end up in no man's land. And so even though the Bengals offensive line hasn't been great, they still tried to unleash Joe Burrow and get him to a level, you know, that he's at now where, heck, if I go to betonline.net, we're going to be talking about Joe Burrow MVP odds. Right. And so that part, uh, is pretty exciting and, and to if he's going to take that next step they need to know how to get him there and that's it where he goes full Peyton Manning and is just 
everything like and and i think he's close to it anyways but there is another level and they have to do stuff around him but they also have to put him in position to um grow and do those things and and that's the exciting part about this offseason is i don't think joe burrow is tapped out or reached his full potential or anything like that and so if they put those necessary pieces around him and he does what we would expect them to do what he's done every offseason for the past four years, essentially, which is get better and show growth and show improvement. Then we could be talking about a, uh, an MVP for sure. Yeah. And, and he, he being Callahan talked about that, you know, the, the little stuff to tinker, the, the throwing motion to get that 1% that might make a difference. But he also talked about, you know, he wasn't perfect. He can get better. And he wasn't a hundred percent for a lot of the year. Because he started the year coming off the ACL, obviously, and then he injured his right knee, mm-hmm. his his other knee, and and that was something that he was coping with all year. And then he had the pinky thing. So, you know, he, he wasn't 100% all year for sure. And I think that there were times that he saw new things. So so the mental game is going to take another leap as well. It, you know, I'm sure he spent a lot of time on film last year, but it is exciting to see where Joe Burrow can continue to get better with how good he is at some things already, the escapability, the pocket manipulation, the accuracy, like jaw dropping accuracy to all parts of the field. The mental game continues to develop and, and his comfort level continues to increase. And you can see these things be magnified further as, as his career continues. And that's, you know, as Duke Tobin's Duke, Duke Tobin, <laughs> said uh you know he's a real deal so that's going to be exciting to watch yeah no he he is the real deal and and so um that you know it's the number one thing that you're excited about most is it you know as a Bengals fan as someone that covers the team and that's something Tobin mentioned he's like hey I don't see you guys going anywhere and I totally agree I totally understand it because covering the Bengals is much more fun when Joe Burrow's around Uh, it's also quite entertaining with Eli Apple around and we talked about Eli Apple's future future multiple times over the past few weeks on this podcast. Well, on Wednesday, I was able to ask Lou Anarumo about Eli and if they expect him back, if they want him back, what they thought about his performance this past season. Did a great job for us this year, you know. Um, you know, just from being there for us, you know, uh, each week, and then you know, being able to. Uh, make plays at key times for us uh, and just kept getting better each week and played with confidence and when you're playing with confidence uh, especially at that position you know you're gonna be able to uh, make a you know make a mark so uh, I was I was very pleased with him and he's another one that uh, you know is, is up so we got to see how that goes but uh, he did a great job for us this year. you think he can be somebody who could be liable as the uh, long-term uh, starting quarterback yeah, I mean he, he certainly proved this year that uh, um, that that he can take that role and, and uh, he did a great job with it. And, uh, he, we'll see how things go from there. What's what's the sweatshirt? Before we talk Eli Apple, you notice the little the little emblem on the sweatshirt in in the the top right. Is that this is like the same brand that Duke Tobin's wearing? Do they have some sort of branding deal going on? Yeah, you know what it is. It's we just signed new extensions and we got that money to buy <laughs> to buy clothes that have logos that Jake Lisko doesn't even know about, and I don't either. I don't. So I, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, but I, yeah, uh, I only noticed it because Tobin had the same the same thing. It's the same brand as Tobin was wearing uh, during his podium. Not not the same as Callahan or Taylor, but 
but Tobin and, and Lou were saying the same stuff, man. I, I get it. This is the same thing as, as the Duke Tobin stuff on the offensive line. Like you're not going to throw your guys under the bus, especially when you made a Super Bowl run and Eli Apple did make plays at big times. He also gave up plays at big times. I think Lou also talked about, and we said this yesterday too. He also talked about the player acquisition part of the year we're in talked about, you know, can't have enough corners. Duke Tobin talked about the depth in the draft at corner. So We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> it sounds like Jake Lisko wants JC Jackson and he wants to say goodbye to Eli Apple. So who knows? Maybe that's foreshadowing our, our free agent plan next week, which again is why you should subscribe on YouTube, follow wherever you get your podcast because you're going to get Bengals coverage uh, that you're not going to get anywhere else. And we'll continue up next with something Darren Simmons said about special teams and the fear of God. But first a word from Built Bar, because if you want to put the fear in God in someone, you get Built Bar, you're going to get big, you're going to get strong. And well, hopefully you become a glass eater. Built Bar can help you get there. I'm a Built Bar eater because they're covered in 100% chocolate, high in protein, low in sugar, low in calories, perfect for you. They have amazing flavors and Man, you, you just go there right now, built.com. Don't stop what you're doing. If you're driving, don't do this. But if you're just walking, if you're doing the dishes, when once you finish the dishes, one, thank you for listening. Two, go to built.com, check them out. And when you go to check out, because I know you're going to see a flavor you want to try, use promo code LOCK15. You're going to get 15% off your order. You're going to get the best protein bar on the planet. And, well, that's a win-win for everybody. Again, for 15% off, go to built.com and use promo code. Lock 15. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The fear of God. I mean, the the Bengals coaches, man, they're feeling themselves, I think, a little bit. They're feeling it. They got some good quotes coming out of the last couple days of the combine. Darren Simmons talking about punt returner. We need a dominant punt returner that will put the fear of God in the other team. I mean, what what a quote, man. I would love a dominant punt returner, but you know what, James? At 31? 31? Dominant punt returner? Nope. Chris Olave? Did he return punts? He would have to if you're picking him 31. He'd have to, he'd have to be the cornerback. He'd have to, he'd have to block. He'd have to do a lot of things. Well, and, and that's ahead. the thing with this spawned a lot of conversation about Trent Taylor. We'll talk about Trent Taylor, but where, where I was going to go was 2021 was not a good year for punt returners. Only two punt returns for touchdowns in the entire season, and I, I think that they're discussing rules to try to make punt returns safer. Which, if that's anything like the rules to make kickoffs safer, will essentially eliminate punt returns from the game, you know, 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but not a good year for punt returners. 
which which I find to be kind of fascinating because in the years prior, I went back and looked a lot more guys averaging over 10 yards per punt return mm-hmm. and, and like five, six touchdowns, punt return touchdowns a year, sometimes seven in the last few years, and then two, and then fewer guys doing 10 yards per return. Trent Taylor was eighth in average yards per return. He only had 13 punt returns, but I mean, that that's still pretty good. And, the, the other bit of this is, in terms of Trent Taylor, what what's what's his role? They want a dominant punt returner that's going to put the fear of God into other teams. Sounds like Darren Simmons doesn't think that's Trent Taylor. Uh, Bengals fans want it to be Puka Williams. I, I still think that that is uh, a bit of folly, but yeah, maybe. It's wishful maybe, thinking. No maybe doubt. he puts some weight on, right? Maybe he, he turns into an NFL body a little bit more, but... Mm-hmm. I could help him. I do think it's interesting, this idea of, of getting dominant in the punt return game. And I think it's interesting that it's not Trent Taylor. And I think that a lot of the issue with Trent Taylor is the versatility. All he does is return punts. You go back to Alex Erickson, return punts, return kicks. Uh, Brandon Tate, who no one liked, return punts, return kicks. Both those guys also could play kick coverage units if they have to. had to. Both of those guys played a lot more on offense than, than did... Um, Trent Taylor, who had like three offensive snaps, four offensive snaps outside of week 18. And then the other guy, Darius Phillips, could play corner and could play cover teams as well. Mm-hmm. So they, they haven't had a multifaceted punt returner. Uh, or, or Trent Taylor is not that multi multifaceted punt returner. And I think that's something that Darren Simmons is looking for as well. For sure. And it also, just prepare yourself. Because I know people just assume that the Bengals receivers are kind of kind of set. It's a need. And I think that's where this is going to come from. They're going to look at receivers specifically. Maybe it's a corner, okay? Probably going to be a receiver because they need a receiver anyway. What speedy guy can they add? And when we had Trevor Sycamon earlier this week from PFF, that's one thing I mentioned because they're going to be looking for speed. I think they were open to it last year. We've talked about this off air. I think maybe on air. They drafted Chase Fifth. I, I think they were open to double dipping at receiver, which people would have lost their mind. But hey, I, I think they need to get um, you know a little more depth in that room. And if you can find someone that is capable of being a receiver and then playing that gunner role some, right? But also, it, if, it, if you need them, but also being a capable punt returner, then boom. Maybe, maybe you do put them back on kickoffs as well. I know Brandon Wilson c- can come back and all of those things, but... Yeah, I, I I think returner is a need, but you're not drafting a returner. You're drafting a receiver that can return or a corner that can return, and that's the part of it. And and I just say those two spots obviously because they're 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 speed positions, and you, you're going to want some speed back there. So it, it's going to be interesting, and I fully expect the Bengals to draft a wide receiver hmm, fifth round at the latest, if I had to guess. Like, I, I think they're going to invest a, a mid-round pick on a receiver in the draft. And they do have the comp fourth, likely the comp fourth coming for, for Carl yeah. Lawson. And, and so that that helps. No official. Sure. Yeah, no official word yet on that. Right. But, Which is actually surprising. It could come any day now. It could come. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. It could come any minute now. It could come right after it, we finish recording this episode. By the way, I'm offended because you said Carl Lawson. And my guy, John Ross, deserves some credit for that, too. It turns out that Ross uh, qual- like mattered as a qualified restricted or unrestricted free agent that they lost, but the snap count thing that we talked about a few times during the year, 
I don't think ended up mattering. Didn't matter. Yeah. Which is interesting. Likely. What we'll find out, uh, you know, hopefully eminently here. Um, yeah, I, I think that it could be a corner. You mentioned this. The Bengals do need a corner as well. So if they find a guy there that can do both, fine. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they're looking for, again, that versatility for whoever this guy is. If, if you're going to be a punt returner on this team, you got to do something else because they showed all year they weren't super willing to use a rot. They, they didn't use a roster spot on Trent Taylor all year, right? He was on the practice squad all year and they all called year. him up, but, but he and, never was on the 53. No, in, in the playoffs, it doesn't matter. You have unlimited right. call ups. So, you know, you, you could call them up every week. It does. It's not restricted. So, yeah. So it tells you, I think, a little bit about what they're looking for. Yes, explosiveness, but no, you can't be 170 pounds because, you know, if all or 160 pounds, because like if all you can do is return punts, the, the Bengals clearly, I think, philosophically have a hard time getting you on the roster. And I don't think it's as simple as like for Puka, and that's who you're talking about with the buck 70. Well, well, and, and Trent Taylor. Sh- sure. Yeah, yeah, but. Yeah. Of the two, Trent's better as a player. He's not as physically gifted, but he's just, you know, yep. better. Um, Puka didn't show that explosion when he did have a chance. Oh. At kickoff return. You know? And so that was the other point. It's not like he what? had big returns. So what what about your boy Chris Evans? That's that's what I was gonna say earlier, and I, I lost yeah. my train of thought. Like Chris Evans looks supernatural as a kickoff returner to me. I see no reason why he wouldn't be a punt returner. I think he should be in the mix again next year. It doesn't mean you don't try to like get some guys and have a competition. I think there should be a competition. Uh, speaking of competition, Darren Simmons also said it was going to be a competition for punter next year. So uh, there's a tidbit from Darren Simmons and local versus local drew Chrisman versus Kevin Huber or the old Cincinnati native at 37 years old versus the 22 year old, roughly maybe 23 drew Christman <laughs> or, or, or that matter raise a guy that everybody yeah. wants the Bengals to draft. But, but going back 30, to Chris 31st Evans, overall 31st, you want him in the first round. Is that what you're, you're saying? I'm really trying to get you in trouble. You're literally killing me. Yeah. <laughs> my job. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the Chris Evans idea, he, he needs to get some looks in pump. Like he had some last training camp, right? And and then maybe some injuries happen from time to time. But like, do you think that's something they're going to explore again? I do. I do. And in I, that's the thing. They're really high on him. I know it. Like Callahan mentioned Chris Evans yesterday. And, and yet I think he was underutilized. And I don't know what it is exactly, but hopefully whatever they need him to do, he can take that next step because we know how he tested. We've seen the potential. And man, he can run routes. He's smooth with the ball in his hand. I think he's uh, he's ready to go. So yeah, I, I think he, he will be in the mix. And um, like I said, they're they're going to draft somebody who's capable. It, it might not be a returner that has you know seventy punt returns in his, but someone that's capable of uh, returning punts for them that can also play receiver or corner. I would be shocked if they didn't. And I wonder. I wonder, I mean, they, they have plays for him in the in the Super Bowl. So it'll be really interesting to see his role next year. We, we talk about Samaj P. Ryan. He is under contract next year. The Bengals could technically save a little bit of money if they were to to move on from P. Ryan, but I don't think either of us think that that's terribly likely. Um, but but yeah, finding a bigger role for Chris Evans. This is something else that we talked about this week. Get it Like if it's not going to be Joe Mixon on third down, at least give me some dynamism at the running back position, right? And 
hopefully Chris Evans can take that step because that's probably what it is, right? Like he's not going to take many snaps from Mixon, but potentially he could take some of those snaps from, from P Ryan or get some more snaps uh, split out wide because the Bengals really like him there uh, and, and can potentially draw some good matchups there. So we spiraled into Chris Evans talk, James, and maybe that's a good place to end our week. Anything else you want to close on from the combine? No. Okay. That's going to do it for this episode of the locked off Bengals podcast. Might we have our first mock draft Monday in the offing? Maybe might we have a free agency plan next week? Could be. You're going to have to tune in and find out right here on the Locked On Bengals podcast. Until next time, Bengals fans, who day and have a good one. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.